Hi, everyone. Hello, everyone. Today is January 27th, 2024. This is Read Through the New Testament. What are we reading today? And today we're going to read Luke chapter 7. We're going to finish that chapter. And then we're going to read Philippians chapter 4. And we'll finish that book. Yeah. Okay. So in Luke 7, we kind of left... Left hang. We were left hanging yesterday. We were in the middle of Jesus answering questions about, um, well, that John the Baptist was asking about Jesus, kind of questioning, "Who are you? Are you actually the Christ, the Messiah, or should we wait for someone else?" And so Jesus gave a a complex answer, like he always does. <laughs> yes. Like he was, he was. He didn't just say, "Yes, I'm the Christ." No, he said, "I'm." F- well, I'm fulfilling prophecies and... Yep. Draw your own conclusions. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so we pick back up at verse 31 of chapter 7. To what then shall I compare the people of this generation, and what are they like? They are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to one another. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not weep. For John the Baptist has come eating... Uh, eating no bread and drinking no wine, and you say, he has a demon. The Son of Man has come eating and drinking, and you say, look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is justified by all her children. One of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. And behold, a woman of the city who was a sinner, when she learned that he was reclining at table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster alabaster flask of ointment, and standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears, and wiped them with her hair of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he said, say it, teacher. A certain moneylender had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both. Now, which of them will love him more? Simon answered, the one I suppose for whom he canceled the larger debt. And he said to him, you have judged rightly. Then turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little, loves little. And he said to her, your sins are forgiven." Those who were at table with him began to say among themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Yep, and this is how it is. When you understand forgiveness of sins, your love for Christ will abound. Hmm. Yeah. And to the extent you see the greatness of your own sin and the greatness of your forgiveness, your love will abound. Hmm. Yep. 
Uh, okay, we are in uh, Philippians chapter 4. Um, this is the, the final section, just talking about these two women who are battling in the church, uh, a call to rejoice always and trust the Lord always. And then he sort of thanks the Philippians for their provision, how they'd always been concerned uh, about his ministry, and they sent, they sent a gift to him, and he's acknowledging that gift. <clears throat> uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord, my beloved. Verse 2. I entreat Euodia and I entreat Syntyche to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, my true companion, help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking in need, of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Right there, Paul is referring again to the gift that they gave him. And yep. he's, he's thankful for it, but he's also saying, sometimes I have a lot and sometimes I don't have much and I've learned to be content either way. But, yeah. but thank you for the gift. Yep. And remember who bought it, brought it, Epaphroditus did. Right. And now Epaphroditus is bringing this letter back to them. And that's interesting, his perspective here in 14 and following about the gift. Yeah. Okay, so verse 14 Yet it was kind of you to share my trouble. And you Philippians know yourselves that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, Acts 16, mm -hmm, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. So they're very generous people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Even in Thessalonica, Acts 17, mm -hmm, you sent me help for my needs once and again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. So he actually wants, he's most excited about the benefit that comes to them for being generous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not, not, not so excited that they are, but for him, even though it helps him, right? He, he did like the gift, verse 14, but he's super more excited about seeing the gift, seeing others and the benefit they're going to get from being giving people. Right. Verse 17 uh, not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. 
The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Okay, so why does he say Caesar's household? Yeah, it goes back to chapter 1, in which the gospel had been spread throughout the whole imperial guard, chapter 1, verse 13. So remember, he's in Rome, he's in prison, and it's Caesar's guards who are guarding him. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're hearing the gospel, they're believing. Listening to Paul share the gospel, and they're, be they're becoming saved. Yeah, and so they're sending greetings. So it was yeah. Paul, even in his prison circumstance, even in his bad circumstances, uh, he could have felt really bad, but he just went on preaching the gospel, and God was transforming people. Just yeah. his opportunity for my imprisonment, he says, has turned out for the the glory of, of God. And so now the new believers in Rome who are around him, Caesar's guards, are excited about these Philippians who are Christians and how Paul is writing to them, even though they've never met. Uh -huh. I think it's kind of like how we introduced... Our, our you guys our class to the believers in Nepal and even though you've never you had never met yep. it was kind of exciting to greet them and say Jamesy to them yep. so it's kind of like that yep all right sounds good all right thank you guys okay we will see you bye everyone we'll see you class. next next week next week bye bye bye.